this is Novel Marketing. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. I'm James L. Rubart. And this is the show for novelists who want to become best-selling authors. In this episode, we're going to talk about the most effective ways to get people to leave your website quickly. Yeah, normally we talk about how to get people to come to your website, but in honor of October, where we talk about scary things, we like to talk about how to scare people away from your website. So you can think of this as the novel marketing Halloween special episode. <laughs> this is our Halloween special. I love it. <laughs> Indeed. So Okay, so Thomas, Thomas, we, we obviously want people to stay on our websites when they come. So we're doing this a little bit tongue in cheek, but this is how to get them to come to your website and then immediately leave. So first point would be what? So you have to realize that a lot of people when they're browsing the web are listening to Pandora or Spotify or iTunes. This is the case for me. When I'm at work, my headphones are on most of the time. And so if you want to scare me away from your website, a great way to do this is to have music play in the background. And uh, to really make this even more scary, you want it to be playing in the background with no way for me to pause it or figure out where the music is coming from. And that way it will mix with the song that I'm already listening to and create chaos in my head. <laughs> now, let me play devil's advocate here, Thomas, and talk about the power of sound because po uh, sound can be so, so powerful in creating emotions. So what if you go to a website and it's just an audio stinger? Maybe it's three seconds long. What about something like that? Still scary. Still doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> still not used to it. Yeah. The, the only way that uh, music might be able to work is if it were part of a video that I chose to start playing or if it was a part of some sort of interface where I chose to push play. So um, websites where people expect music is on like a band website but even then you wouldn't want the music to play automatically you'd want people to be able to choose to push play that way they can push pause on spotify and then start listening to your music on your website you seem to be inferring that there are some people maybe that are you know searching the web at work where it might not be appropriate for music to be coming out of their speakers, even if they're not wearing headphones. Yeah, but even when I'm browsing on my uh, phone, I'm typically listening to a podcast uh, or music on my phone even. Uh, I'm always playing something. <laughs> so, uh, And there's an even way to make it even more. If you want to turn it into a real horror show, have yeah. the song restart on every single page. <laughs> So, oh, I like that. Yeah, I like so this that. way you're only blood. You're just bludgeoning them over the head with just the first few bars of the song over and over again. And uh, if it's a song that you made, this is classic. Not only for scaring them away from your website, but also causing them to hate that song. It's kind of like they could. You could doing this technique. You could probably get them to leave like within one or two pages, easy, oh, right? E within seconds, easily. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> if you want to scare people away from your website, music is a great way to do it. And you are not the exception. Your nice guitar riff and your you know, romantic website for your romance books? No, still no. It is still scary to put music on your website. All right. What's All right. The next thing. Number two is be sure in almost everything you do, focus on yourself because people don't care about you. They care about themselves. We've talked about this on the podcast often. So consequently, you really want to focus on yourself. I mean, you're the author, you're the star. So put lots of pictures of you, put lots of pictures of your family, talk about personal details of your life that have nothing to do with your book and that people really don't care about. And, th and then when you blog, take it the second level, not just your site and the stuff that stays static, but when you blog, make sure you blog about things that are irrelevant and have nothing to do with your readers and your readers won't resonate with. That's right. Because you, your perspective, if you want to scare people away from yourself, is to talk about things that people don't care about, what you've 
you've had for lunch, your pets, uh, your daily routine. I mean, these things are important to you. And so therefore they must be important to everyone who's visiting your website. <laughs> I mean, that lunch okay. was pretty amazing. I have to say, I went to this great place. <laughs> That's right. All right, Thomas. Um, what's number three? Number three is similar to number two, number one. It's auto playing video. Uh, so uh, you've just got, spent a lot of money on this fancy book trailer and you want everyone to see the video and so you have it start every time someone loads your homepage. that big video plays and oh just to add icing to the cake the audio is turned on so not only is the video playing but they're also listening to it so now they're hearing the music of your video the, t- the words that are in your video and the music that they're listening to through their headphones for a true cha- truly chaotic experience I like that. Can I can I add an, another tip to even launch it even further into the I'm leaving your website immediately? Um, that would be make it full screen, right? So it's hard <laughs> to close out of it. It's hard to click back to the actual website. Make that thing huge. Fills up every part of their monitor. That's right. Now, there are ways of doing tasteful video that autoplays. It's, uh, that's silent, and it's kind of like an animated picture. Uh, in certain elements of the website. I've seen this done well, but as a general rule, if you're spending less than $2,000 on your website, you're not going to be able to do it that way because that requires some pretty sophisticated technology and developers who know what they're doing. I don't think I've ever seen an author build themselves a website that was able to tastefully use autoplaying video. Uh, In fact, I've only seen it on really, really high-end sites. So uh, unless you're, you know, New York Times bestselling author and you're dropping some serious coin on your website, you will scare people away with autoplaying video. Any any other bonus tips to to drive people away with video, Thomas? Uh, yeah, make it cheesy. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yes, make it cheesy. Make it make it something that you know you'd be proud if uh, a sixth grader did it, but anybody else, it's not going to work. Yeah, here's the challenge with video. Americans are spoiled. We not only make the best video in the world here in America, but we make the best video in the history of time. This is the era, I think, that hundreds of years from now people are going to be looking back on. And this is the Shakespeare, Shakespearean era, the Elizabethan era when it comes to mm. quality in film. And so you are competing with some of the greats of all time. I mean, you are living in a time when Steven Spielberg is still alive and Tom Hanks is still alive and they're still working together <laughs> to make new films. I mean, you will be telling your grandchildren about this and they won't be believing you. And for some of you are old enough to have lived through Alfred Hitchcock even. Um, he was before my time. But uh, like we are like in in the presence of greatness when it comes to video. And that video that you spent you know $20 for on Fiverr or that you made yourself, it is not in that league. No offense, but it it requires years of study to learn how to make a quality movie uh, video, and you can't learn how to do it in a day. Okay. Uh, tip number four, how to scare people away. Terrible design. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> if you like have that. a ugly website, uh, so you're uh, – and again, design is something that you have to study. There's principles. I work at a marketing firm and we hire designers who study design for four years in college and they still have a lot to learn when they come and start working with us. Uh, Good quality design requires understanding of human psychology, human motivation. It requires an understanding of fashion and trends. And it also requires for web design, an understanding of science and user behavior and usability and how to get people to look and click in certain areas. And um, yeah, if you have a terrible design, it's going to scare people away. Now, if you don't, if you're on a small budget, there's an easy way to have a great design. And that is to get a 
relatively nice theme that you pay for, pay, you know, fifty hundred dollars for a theme and then don't change the theme <laughs> don't touch it <laughs> don't add ma- you know paint to a masterpiece uh, my roommate is uh, convinced uh, that uh, it's a good uh, cook and there, wants to change recipes but the reality is you are not better than betty crocker <laughs> when you change the recipe you're not actually making it better uh, and a lot of people are shocked They're like oh my gosh this is amazing it's like yeah it was the recipe on the box believe it or not the recipe on the box nine times out of ten is the best recipe because they could have picked any recipe the recipe on the box is the one to go with now thomas i i, I gotta say it seems like you're telling people the right way to do it and we're really trying to concentrate on the That's wrong right. way to, so, do it, to drive people away so let me let me get back get a to free theme my, and then tweak the heck out of and then it. tweak it to the heck <laughs> the other thing you can do is if you've already got a site and you don't want to buy a new theme do this do reverse type in other words put a black background and put white text on top of that that studies show people will uh, are 30 percent less likely to read your site when it's white on black so do that that that's an immediate turnoff for folks yeah although actually there's some interesting the science on this is fascinating for people who you're exactly right jim for people who learn to read on paper uh, white on black is very hard for them to read. For people who learn to read on screens, so for millennials and younger, they actually prefer white on black. Uh, so the developers in our office actually invert the colors on their computer screens because it's easier for them to read. And so if you're wi- re- writing YA, especially if you're targeting young men or uh, teenage boys, which, you know, who writes for teenage boys? But let's assume <laughs> that, you know, you are one of those brave souls that tries to get that group to read. Uh, it might it may be less scary for them than it would be for, say, a baby boomer woman who just finds that really offensive or really difficult to read and very irritating. Wow. The next thing you're going to tell me, Thomas, is millennials don't know how to read cursive. Uh, we don't. <laughs> for me, <laughs> when someone sends me a handwritten note, and sometimes I'll speak at a conference, I get these really sweet handwritten notes. I basically have to translate it. I go word by word and translate it into uh, what I, so I can decipher it, but I can't read it. Um, so this is a bonus tip we're giving you for your book covers. If you're doing your own book covers, be sure to do it in cursive because you're going to blow <laughs> off, you know, 50% of the population. Yeah, yeah. If you want to just like write off the young young readers, put it in cursive because uh, we learn typing instead of cursive in school. Uh, so, yeah. Yay for the future. All right, moving on. <laughs> What's the fifth way we can scare people away from our website, Jim? Well, put book covers that go nowhere. Since we're talking about Halloween, let's talk about the Winchester Mansion down in California, which came from the Sarah Winchester. She built this house to appease the ghosts of all the people, primarily Native Americans, that were killed with the Winchester rifle. So she used her fortune to build this mansion. It's incredibly cool. But one of the things she did when she... Uh, had the architects and carpenters build this house is she had lots of doors and staircases that went nowhere, right? It, it didn't go anywhere. And creepy. so you want, it is creepy. Yes. I guess the ghost could go, you know, through there, but, but not regular people. So you want to apply the Winchester principle to your book covers where you can't click on them and they don't go anywhere. There, there's no, place for people to buy your book if they click on your cover yeah people expect to be able to click on a book cover and go to buy the book and so if your goal is to scare people away by no means have that book cover click to go to buy that book you want it to go nowhere or bonus to make it even scarier have it load a new page that's nothing but that book cover 
all by itself on a white screen. Now that is a spooky thing to happen. And if you're not careful, <laughs> that's already happening on our website. Go to, go to your website and see what happens with your book covers. If you click on them and they go to just that book cover on your page, scary website. <laughs> What's number six, Thomas? All right. The sixth way to scare people away from your website is to add continuous motion. Uh, now this is particularly scary for people who uh, English is a second language for them or anyone with ADD or ADHD. Uh, there's a certain kind of person who cannot pull their eye away from motion. And so if you have a repeated GIF or a repeated animation, everything else on that site becomes invisible for that person and they can only see that repeated animation over and over and over again <laughs> it becomes well, very wouldn't, wouldn't that be wouldn't just what you said wouldn't it be cool if that 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 gif just kept repeating 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 everywhere on your site so it drives you nuts after about you know 7 to 10 yeah. seconds <laughs> <laughs> all right the seventh way uh, to make your site scary and to scare people away and this may be the one of the fastest ways to scare people away is to use flash uh, this is less common nowadays than it used to be uh, but you still run across Flash websites, which just kind of blows my mind. Hey, 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 Flash is a standard, baby. Back in uh, 1998, <laughs> it was the standard. Yeah, if you wanted to uh, have a little um, jack-in-the-box pop up and wave, Flash was the way to do it. Uh, so Flash is a technology and um, that allowed for animations and videos on websites. And it used to be the only good way to add animations and videos to websites. Then the, I, but it was always very buggy, and it added all kinds of security vulnerabilities, both to the website and to your computer if you had Flash on it. Six, ten years ago, Apple decided not to support Flash on the iPhone. And now... Uh, Mobile's kind of a big deal. And at first, Android supported Flash, but now Android doesn't even really support Flash, which means that if you have Flash on your website, it's not going to work uh, for all mobile users or for almost all mobile users. But wait, there's more. Now even browsers like Firefox don't come with Flash anymore. You have to add it separately. And so there's actual desktop users that also don't have Flash. And so what may look beautiful and interactive and shiny and whiz-bang and zoom on your website will just be a broken you know, image for people, for most other people, and that will scare them right away. They will go straight to the next author's website or somewhere else. I love it. I love it. All right. The next way to scare people away from your website is to make it slow. People on the internet are in a hurry, and so you want to be as slow as possible. It is your job to change internet culture. You want people to sit, <laughs> sit back, smell the roses, brew a Take cup of coffee their time. while they're waiting for your website to load. Uh, the reality is after two seconds, you've already lost something like half of your visitors if it takes your site uh, that long to load. So if you want your site to load slowly, and this goes back to our last episode, you want to go with hosts like GoDaddy or one one You want to avoid fast hosts like WP Engine. Uh, or uh, media temple because you you want it to be slow to scare people away because this is halloween <laughs> <laughs> that's right number nine is your splash page when people visit your site they want to see your content so consequently your content needs to be the last thing you show them what you want to do is create a page that has a giant photo of you with no information on it that's useful to them and a really make your enter the site 
really, really small. Oh, Make Jim, you're thinking small. We can combine this. That splash page, <laughs> that photo yeah. of you, it needs to also have your kids and your dog, and it needs to autoplay music, and it's got to have some video with some automatic motion. We could do it all in one splash page. One page. <laughs> you can get it all done. Well, and, and what that does, what's cool about that is it they never even get to the real site. They, they're, they're gone before they even get to the real site. So this is probably a key point that people need to apply. If you want to see this done well, go to your favorite presidential candidate's website, I guarantee you there's going to be a splash page with a picture of them asking you to donate money to them. I kid you not. You pick any political candidate, it's very popular to have splash pages in political <laughs> political world. It's very sad. Yeah, think about it this way. and It's cool. Splash pages can be really cool, but think about it this way. One of your favorite movies you've got on DVD, for example, still, and you go to the menu and it has this incredible animation stuff going on, and finally the menu comes up. Well, the first time you see that, it's awesome. But then when you go to watch the movie again, it's like, come on, I've already seen this. That's how people feel about splash pages that go on and on. That's right. And those early DVDs where it had this big, long video that you couldn't skip that was like the introduction right. to the menu. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my God. That was oh, also, by the way – filled with spoilers <laughs> so it's like oh, that guy dies or you know <laughs> anyway it's just yeah, don't don't splash pages they are very 99 1999 they were a bad idea in 1999 they're still a bad idea today all right thomas what is number 10 we've got 13 this is number 10 what's number 10 on how to scare people away from your website request people's private information people don't Ooh, know i like that yeah people like don't know that, that you're That's a stand-up good. person they don't think that you're a good guy that you're you know you are for all they know you're a crazy author and to be quite honest if you write fiction you probably are a little crazy because you have voices yeah, in your early. head and they show up in your book and they say things to you um and then you're like, oh, I'm a crazy author. Will you please give me your phone number and your mailing address and your zip code? And people are like, wah, and they run for the hills. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, if you find yourself in a horror movie, there's a couple of rules. One, don't go anywhere by yourself. And two, the one with the most guns tends to survive. <laughs> <laughs> don't give your private information away to anyone. Um, oh, also avoid putting a privacy policy near your sign-up form. Even if you're going to ask for an email f- field, don't say, I will never sell or rent your information. Uh, you know, your, your privacy is safe with me. Don't say that because our goal is to scare people away. We want to be as, you know, mysterious as possible where they are typing in their email address and they have no idea where it goes. And that is guaranteed to scare people about your website. Big hesitation on that. <laughs> Love that. Number 11 is make your website hard to use. There are there are a certain number of people that all they want to do is come and buy the book. So you want to make getting to that book really complicated. The, the last thing you want to do is like put your latest book on your homepage where people can get to it easily. You want to have them drill down to three, four, maybe five. I mean, if you can get them drilling down to 10 pages before they can buy the book, Oh my gosh, that is wonderful in scaring people away. Right. You you're, want your website to be like a haunted house where people have yeah, to explore right. room after room after room before they finally find the bag of candy at the end as the reward. Uh, or is it candy? <laughs> so we, 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 we want to make your website so hard to use that people quickly go somewhere else to buy your book or to not buy your book at all because this is the Halloween special. I love it. Number 12 is one of my personal favorites. I love this because I love this on author sites and I also love it on any other site because this happens a lot on no matter what your website is. And that's the scary 404 page. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then some of you are going, what's a 404 page? A 404 page is simply 
when you click on something in a website and it takes you to a page that says that page is not available, that link is not working, and a lot of times it'll say 404, and essentially it's a broken link. And these happen all the time, and they're wonderful for people just going, oh, man, okay, I'm gone. And and they leave without ever coming back to your site. It's great. Yeah. Now, there are tools like the 301 Redirects plugin for WordPress and Google Webmaster tools that can tell you about the 404s on your site. And the redirection tool will even help you create redirections where if someone goes to that page, they're now taken to the new page or a correct page that helps them. You don't want to use tools like that. You don't want to use the W3C link checker that quickly checks your whole website for 404 pages and gives you a nice report so you can go in and fix them. No, you want to go in and change your pages so you have as many 404s as possible to scare people away from your website all right thomas we have we have reached number 13 so lay it on us please the 13th and final way to scare people away from your website is to have old information you want to have the youngest most attractive version of you from 20 years ago so that you are able to stay anonymous Everywhere you go, you want to have old information about your kids, old information about your books. You don't want to update anything. You want your website to be as irritatingly out of date as possible. And so you don't want to go with an easy to update system like WordPress. You want to go with something hard and difficult to update so that your website is never updated to get maximum scariness value out of your website. Yeah, when you, you know you've reached this goal when somebody comes up to you at a conference or comes up to you somewhere in public and goes, are you Thomas Umstead Jr.? That, <laughs> then you've made it. <laughs> you have become a stranger in your own life. I was reading this book by Penn Teller, and he talked about how he lost 100 pounds and how he was suddenly anonymous because no one recognized him. Wow. And uh, he hadn't you know, been on TV since he lost all this weight. And he could sit on a park bench, and no one would come up to him and know who he was because he was suddenly um, wow. mysterious again. And so what he had to do – now, for him, he's not an author. He's a celebrity. So he had to get on the things where people knew him and basically get his new face out there. And then suddenly he was a celebrity again. And so, but again, if you want to be scary, don't do that. You want to stay anonymous, stay hidden. (laughs) (laughs) Our sponsor for this episode of the Novel Marketing Podcast is My Book Progress, which uh, is just in time for another scary event. And that's NaNoWriMo, Novel Writing uh, Month coming up here. And this is a free WordPress plugin. So free is a very good price. What it does is it lets you track your progress and will motivate you to hit your deadlines on your website. So this goes on your website. It will help you meet your deadlines. So if you're thinking about NaNoWriMo, this is the perfect plugin for you. And you can learn all about it at mybookprogress.com. Yeah, we even have a special NaNoWriMo mode that will track, and it will assume you're trying to write the 50,000 words in November, and it will track it and give you a report on how you're doing each day, and it lets you post it to your website so your readers can help keep you accountable. It's really great motivation. And unfortunately, it's not very scary. It's pretty straightforward, pretty easy to (laughs) add. Uh, But we do hope you've enjoyed this special episode of the Novel Marketing Podcast. Hopefully, you will take this advice into consideration and make your website as not scary as possible. If you'd like to hear your name and book mentioned on Novel Marketing, it's easily done. All you need to do is leave a review with your name and your book title and even your website in your review. Yeah, we had a very nice review that came in. Uh, It was kind of epically long, so I'm just going to read a few selections from it. It was from C.R. 
Rounenson and said, hands down, the most essential non-craft-oriented writing podcast out there. These guys enter the game dedicated to help you master the often ignored subject of marketing. They talk about finding the right editor or agent, ways to advertise on social media as well as your website, and ways to delve into the data of running sales on your books so you can progress towards becoming a best-selling author. If you've uh, even if you haven't gotten to these stages yet, this podcast will help introduce you to these important concepts. And he goes on and on. It's a really nice review. So thank you, CR. We really appreciate your review. And we appreciate all of you who leave us uh, such kind reviews on iTunes and Google Play. You've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstead Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. We appreciate your listening.